the Guardians appear to be in a trading mood. So we're going to start with part two of our Let's Make a Deal series and visit the wild, wild west. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Uh, we have a fun one. It is a trade-centric episode, so you're going to tune in throughout. We, we're having some fun with these, and I'm promising you right now a Dodgers deal that is absolutely off the wall. <laughs> but first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started today now i'm going to do the tease and say the dodgers deal is coming in segment two uh we're going to start off with the the stinker the of the team. Part of the division uh there's one team that we both like were kicking rocks trying to to make trades for and uh it, it was difficult uh and as always here's the thing with trades i'm going to throw this disclaimer out there if you are a fan of these teams you're probably going to hate our trades uh, in general i find myself when it comes to figuring out what a good trade is to be the thing in baseball i am worst at but so this is for fun. We're going to have some discussions. Uh, we are not saying that these are rumors by any means. We are not saying this is inside information by any means. This is just us having fun, trying to come together with, hey, they have a need. We have depth. What works? This is not reporting. This is pure fantasy right now. 100%. Just trying to see what other teams need and what Cleveland needs and see if there's a match and give our best effort on some of these because like the San Francisco Giants one, for example, is really impossible. It's a very weird team with a lot of pieces, parts, and not a lot of fits that Cleveland needs and a lot, a lot of things they need that Cleveland really would be willing to give up to the Giants. By the way, that Wild Wild West, West reference was a Will Smith reference. I'm sad you didn't pick up on it. I tried so hard. I've never to watched not, Wild Wild West. Uh, you didn't miss much. It was actually yeah. not his best. There, there was a story today about uh, how there was a, a robot. Kevin that, Smith? The Giants fighter that he wanted to get into the the direct. No, no, no. The there, was, there, was just a, oh. there was just a random story about how a robot attacked a uh, engineer, and it was uh, oh. robots taking over the world. So it was, I was trying to find a way to make an iRobot reference, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't force. So like the the stuff. thing that happened with the Voyager probe is sending back like random data from outside the galaxy, which is if you're a Star Trek fan, really funny because that's like the whole plot of the first Star Trek movie. But All right, you just ruined we'll, my Will Smith references. We'll go. I'm just throwing more see, nerds out. Ro- robots becoming uh, sentient. I just watched that sentient robot movie uh, last night. That I'm blanking on. Okay. All right. Creation. So the Giants, the Giants need pitching. They, I don't know. What the, I truthfully don't know what the Giants need. I think they need. Pitching they're a weird team. <laughs> they're, they're a weird team. team. They have, you know, they have obviously Logan Webb, and after that, they're pit. They have Kyle Harrison, who's really good. After that, it's kind of a mishmash of of starters. So they need pitching. I, but I don't know that that they're a contender for Shane Bieber. And look, if you listen to Ken Rosenthal's fair territory the other day, he pointed out that he doesn't know that if a Bieber trade is going to happen because executives were telling him, he doesn't think any, that no one's interested because of his declining velocity and value. So there's a lot of, there's a lot up in the air in terms of Bieber, even being a trade uh, possibility at this point, I think it's more likely to hold on to him, but we can get into that later. Um, I know maybe the giants would be interested. I don't know, but <clears throat> I don't really have a good fit for that for Cleveland. Right now, so my trade targets, though, for the Giants would be um, Austin Slater, I think, is – and, again, this isn't these aren't perfect fits because, obviously, Cleveland has traded for Estevan Florial and 
you know, a lot of these aren't always going to fit Cleveland's current roster. So these are just throwing out players that Cleveland could use or could be interested in. So I threw out Austin Slater because he might fit a need for them. Um, I know, Jeff, you're not a big fan of Will Bednar, but I think Cleveland was sort of rumored to be interested in him as draft year. Things haven't gone well. And then Wade Meckler, who was a teammate of um, Stephen Kwan at Oregon State, he has some Guardians-like qualities. Although, I don't know, I'm starting to question whether or not they're going for different types now. So um, my trade, the only trade I really have for the Giants is Austin Slater for Tyler Freeman, straight up. They... So I know Tyler Freeman's not really a shortstop long-term, but uh, most people don't think Marco Luciano can play short either. And Austin Slater seems like a guy that they just don't have room for anymore. So this gives them another infield prospect, another infield player that is probably better than Brett Wisely and can go with Thyro Estrada and Marco Luciano can maybe go to the outfield where he's probably better. And uh, Cleveland gets a, a right-handed outfield option that has some has some good qualities, plays okay defense, and uh, has a little bit of control, even though he's older. So, as we as we did last time, thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, I, I think thumbs up. I think that makes sense kind of for both sides. It's just the weirdness with this this team's weird amount of outfield depth. right? Like They don't have good outfielders, but they got a lot of them. It's quantity over quality. Uh, Slater does have a defined role. Um but yeah, Freeman could be useful in a lot of roles. He's got one year well. control left, by the way. Just one. He's a free agent Later. in 2024. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I think that makes would even they, more they sense. Really for give the up? Would they really give up Austin's? Uh, uh, would Cleveland really be interested in one year of Austin Slater for, for Tyler Freeman then? I don't know. That kind of makes me. I, I, I guess, myself. you know, yeah. I mean, that's hard to say. I guess the question is like, Tyler Freeman, it's hard to say what his value is anymore. Like, that's it, fair. It's really hard to, because he got overhyped coming up because, yeah, it, it's the, it's, you know, the Francisco Mejia situation again, it's Tyler Freeman, mm-hmm. it's, it's Owen Miller. It's not guys hard contact, who, a lot of contact, not hard contact, lots. lots of contact. You hit high, you, you know, you, they make quality contacts. So they hit for high average, but there's nothing around that. So it's a lot of smoke and no, no fire. Walks. Yeah. All right. Let's look at your giants trade, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sticking with this idea of a shortstop, but I'm trading them either Rokio or Arias because only one can start and the other one's blocked. And I think that both of them have more value. So this might be too much to ask for, but I, I'm going to ask for Carson Wisenhunt and Joe Whitman. I'm going to try to add for, a, for both Rokio or Arias. One, so one, one of one. these are shortstop yes. for both. Whitman got paid like a third rounder. Um, and is far away. And then Wizenhut, you know, it, he's Rokio, issues, it, yeah. he's got his own set of issues. Rokio, at least on Keith Law, who's a national guy, had him like as a top 30 prospect in midseason. He's probably still going to be a top 100 most places if he qualifies. I got to double check if he does. But he still has that value. He is, and he does more than Freeman, right? There's a little bit, he does a little bit of everything. He is, you know, mm-hmm. the dilettante. He's the definitely a better shortstop. You yeah. know, I, he, I, he's I, a master of nothing. So it's like if you, you're giving them a guy, and again, I agree with you, they have a fantastic young player in Luciano, but he can't play short by every report I've read. So they get a guy mm-hmm. who can play short, you lock him in for six years, you trade away, you know, probably a back end arm and then a, a major developmental arm who might just be a reliever. I'm in. I, I liked both Wilson Hunt and Whitman their draft years, so um, I would do it. I would probably be more willing to do it for Arias just because I think his upside is less likely to be reached, and I would be more interested in holding on to Rokio for his floor. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if San Francisco would do it for Arias straight up with those two arms. I think for Rokio they would for the safety of him a little bit, but yeah, um, I'd be in on it. I mean, those are two arms I really like, so I wouldn't be against it. So That's the 40 Rocky. Spot too. 
Yeah, that clears the 40-man spot, which Cleveland needs to do. You kick the can down the road, but you add some pitching depth, which you definitely yes. need in the minors. Um, That's in the upper. We'll use the Dodgers and the Dimebacks in the second segment. Let's get the Rockies one out of the way because the Rockies, they're weird too. I don't know. I know they've matched up on two trades the last two years now, but um, they're still a weird team. So maybe maybe, maybe they could find a match again. I don't know. The Rockies needs uh, pitching, and they need young talent. They really do. They're, they need more young players. Um, they have a comp A pick. Love that. I don't know if we can pry that away from them. But that's that's a, an asset they have. And personally, I actually love their 2023 draft. That was one of my favorite drafts. Unfortunately, they're going to ruin most of the players in the draft because they took some pitchers that I liked, and I'm sure they're going to ruin them because Colorado does. Um, so, yeah, that's what they got. So my targets are, obviously, 2023 draft guys and that 2024 comp A pick. My trade, I think it's very complicated. It's not going to work. <laughs> Uh, I think Nick Salmon will be useful for them, a ground ball guy in Colorado they could use. Um, I'm ready to move on from George Valera. I think the Guardians are too. The controversial piece of this trade is adding Joey Cantillo because I think the Rockies need more young pitching close to the major leagues. I know Cleveland needs him too. And then I threw an Angel Janow as like a lottery kind of guy. There's still some people who kind of like him. Uh, but you get back Ryan Feltner, who I know you like, who could give you some pitching depth this year. Uh, you grab Sean Sullivan from last year's draft, who I really liked, who I wanted Cleveland to take. Um, I want to see if they're interested, if they're willing to give Cole Carrig at this point. Probably not, but I like Cole Carrig last year a lot. And I want to know if Valera, Sandlin, and Cantillo is enough to get that comp A pick away from them. Like I said, complicated trade, a lot of pieces there. Um, but I want that comp A pick, and I really liked Carrig and Sullivan last year. So I feel like I gave up a lot to get those guys. And then Feltner still gives you some pitching depth in 2024. I, I just don't know if they want the poo-poo platter approach. I, I think I don't love it for Cleveland just because I I like Cantillo a lot and there's a world where like Cantillo becomes better than every asset you're giving up or you're acquiring mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. that's my one thing it's like Cantillo is a scary guy to give up especially because they don't have any pitching prospects and you're giving up Sandlin who has yeah club control, control as a reliever so there's value there yeah it's it's I see what you're getting at I'm just I'm not as big on Cole Carrick I don't think he's a catcher I think he's like a backup Sullivan, I think, is a fifth starter slash quad A guy. I like Feltner as a, a reclamation project, and I love a comp A pick, but it just feels like a lot, I guess, is where I am. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, let's get to yours before we move yeah. on. So I just have, again, going for that comp A pick uh, and Feltner. because So I it's a small version of my trade. Yeah, uh, but just Valera and Sandlin because there's so much relief help um in this team I, I you know there's there's so many chances and that whole tier b with him and morgan um you know heron we assume walters is probably going to play this year you don't draft him in the second round and give him that guaranteed amount of money if he's not coming quickly so and he's just never put together consistently and that's been the story of his minor league career and his major league career so far and valera hey it worked buying low on a cleveland former big time prospect um they like guys with power he's got power so when you I just imagine them- how many Guardians fans will be mad that Valera and Jones both have good careers in Colorado and they're yeah. both playing left and right field out there? Yeah, and imagine, power. yeah, how mad people would be at that. I, I'm with you though. I think this is an interesting deal, and it's um, it's also after it. the. Oh, sorry, doing what everyone loves there, and it's also after the idea of training Valera is they just completely blocked this dude, right? Like in response to adding uh, Floriel, another left-handed hitter, you know, Valera is just buried. Yeah. All right, we got Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and Padres still to go on Let's Make a Deal. We'll be right back. 
if you are a new customer of FanDuel, you can get a great deal yourself right now uh, during the NFL season while things are still going on with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So new customers, sign up, download the app, create your account, put in five bucks, and make a money line bet. And if you win that money line bet, if you're a new customer, you get $150 in bonus bets. It is that easy. So pick a money line bet you like, put $5 in, low risk, know your limits, set betting limits if you need to. Um, but $5, you know, pretty good, pretty good way to go and score yourself 150 new ones if your team wins on a money line bet. I'm not so good at money line bets. Maybe you're better at those than I am. And I enjoy the spreads, the player props uh, when I do parlays and things like that. And over-unders, I, I'll get into too. I, I definitely am using it for bowl season, not so much for the NFL. But if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, great offer to download the app and create an account and get and get this code Um get this bonus buck so visit vandal.com slash locked on to get in on the action while the nfl season is still going on and you can get the deal during the playoffs probably too uh fanduel's official partner of the nfl i think the diamondbacks are a little more fun to trade with because there are options there um that might interest cleveland and they already have a diamondbacks player which i'm going to talk about so what does Arizona need? I think they need pitching help. They definitely need relief help. And they have interesting player position uh, position player prospects. They don't have much else, but they do have that. I find interesting. So my targets are this. So uh, Cleveland still could trade for the full-on rights to Davis and De Los Santos. They could just make a swap with them and get back um, the ability to send him to the minor leagues, take the protections off of him. Uh, Christian Robinson is a guy that was a former top prospect. He was on the 40 for a while. He had some visa issues over some um, off-the-field stuff that he's cleared up since. Uh, he passed through waivers last year, so anybody could have had him, but nobody did take him. But he is a good athlete, a former high-end prospect, kind of like Estevan Florio in a way. So if Cleveland is more interested in these types, maybe there's an interest there. Uh, I really like A.J. Vukovic. I think he can hit. Did very well at A last year as a 21-year-old, and I don't know what his position is, but I like the numbers. And then uh, Christian Serta uh, is a catcher who has a great arm uh, and walks a lot. Doesn't strike out a ton. I don't know if he can, has a real defensive home catching, but I think he's worth a shot to throw in for some depth. So I've got a couple here. So um, I've got James Karen check to the Diamondbacks to take off the rule five protections for Davis and De Los Santos. Um, I've got Nick Sandlin and Diane Frias for Christian Robinson. I don't know what Robinson's value is. So this one was hard to peg. But I figure maybe if Sandlin isn't quite enough to get a high-end player like Robinson, even with his issues, I threw in Frias as kind of a lotto ticket there. Uh, AJ Vukovic, who I was interested in, was just Sandlin or Morgan. And then uh, Christian Serta, uh, Tanner Burns. I think that you know anybody could have had both these guys in the Rule 5 draft last year. Cleveland clearly doesn't have a whole lot invested left in, in, in Tanner Burns. And I think anybody could have had Serta in the Rule 5. So... There's that. And then I don't know how to get Arizona's comp A pick. I have a comp A pick. I'd be very interested in getting that. I don't know what I would add to that deal personally. Yeah, I'm curious to see. And we'll get into yours. See if you have an idea for a comp A pick. Yeah, sorry. I had uh, some things slide, slipping and sliding there. So, yeah, I'm trading in Bieber. Um, I, I got I got two deals here. I got are Bieber you, for a comp. Thumbs down. Oh, I'm sorry. Um yeah, I mean, I think all of those. Let me go back here. Uh, I just don't know how much you know Diane Frias moves the needle, but uh, Robinson's interesting. You know, there's a whole story with that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think they all make sense. They're all logical. As I kind of move through it. Um, yeah, I, I don't see anything that really holds me up on those. Sorry. Um, so my trade is a Bieber one for the comp a pick. Um, Butterosa, who is there? He's Alec Thomas, but uh, switch hit it, switch hitter. He's a center fielder, all defense, good run. Uh, playing in the upper minors, he's just slowly moved through their system and been productive at each step. Walks a lot, not much power. Uh, every day, our Bruce is going to have a heart attack as I'm saying trade for a non-power hitting. Uh, I mean that Bruce. Just can I take a second? Just calm down. I worry about your heart, man. I worry about your heart. <laughs> um, but he's, you know, he's a potential plus defender. Someone, you know, if you're the person who brought up him in in August, I wish I could remember who it was, but I can't. We get a lot of comments. Thank you for that. But I, I was kind of lower on him then. I spent some more time. And, you know, if Alec Thomas works out, they don't need this guy. So it is depth in the upper minors. Someone who Cleveland would then have depth in the upper minors if some of these other guys don't work out. Or if you find out, like, hey, Quan can't work in center or the like. And then since I talked about Slade Chaconi so much this week, I had to involve him in both trades. Or was it last week when I kept bringing his name up? It was up for, yesterday. So this was trading 99 for a Compe or, uh, or I'm sorry, Sandlin and 99. So giving him because that whole bullpen was like smoke and mirrors. They put together a bullpen that was all just um, random pieces. It was all put together in like August or later. So Sandlin and 99 for Barossa again and Slate Giacone or the, the Compe pick. Do we have enough time to talk Dodgers or should we? We yeah, can we got start time. the discussion. We got to yeah. get started. Um, I'm saying Beaver is not enough for a Compe pick at this point. Mm. I mean, he may not be. I'm, I, I looked at that deal and I'm like, I'm probably asking too much for him. Yeah, I can't. I can't see that happening, and I don't know if if, if Sandlin ninety nine are enough for a comp A pick. The thing is, it's a thirty fifth pick. It's to pick right in front of Cleveland. Um, that's tough. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think Arizona's probably going to be pretty leery on doing any of those personally, just because I don't think. I mean, they do need relief help, and I Sandlin does have club control, so that gives him some value, and he is a pretty stable reliever. I don't know what what interest they'll have in ninety nine. It's the only thing. I could see pieces of this working. I just don't know. I would love to see. I mean, I think 99 might be enough to to take the roll five protections off De Los Santos, but I, I wonder about that comp A pick because they were willing to let De Los Santos, you know, be exposed to roll five, but giving up that comp A pick is very complicated. All right, let's start with the Dodgers here. This is going to be a, probably uh, a thing we have to carry into the next segment, but yeah. the Dodgers, uh, they need more pitching, I think, right now. And obviously they have a good major league team, but they also have a very good farm system. The thing is, the pieces in their farm system, I don't know if Cleveland necessarily has a fit uh, for at this point. So I, I see these people trying to talk about a Bieber Class A trade, and we've said it yesterday. I just don't see it happening because you're not going to add Bieber to drag down Class A's value. Right now, we just said a lot of people don't think Bieber has a ton of trade interest right now. And I understand maybe attaching him to move both, but like, Class has got so much value on his own that you're not going to bring that down um, by adding Bieber or or take less or, you know, sacrifice what re what return you could get. So uh, we're going to run in, run up against it here. But my targets for the Dodgers here are uh, Andy Pajes. I'm interested in him. We'll have a discussion about him. I like Gavin Stone. I like Michael Bush. Cleveland was interested in him in his draft year in 2019. Uh, I really like Carlos Durand, even though he's just coming off Tommy John. If if the Dodgers have any shot at landing class A, they have to give up Dalton rushing, in my opinion. 
Uh, I love Dalton rushing, even though Thune doesn't need a catcher. They also didn't need, don't need Dega Kaitara, but maybe, I don't know what rushing plays. And I also like lefty Justin uh, Rob Lusky. So here's my trade. I got Bieber and Class A. If they're going to do this, again, I don't think it's happening, but I'll throw this in here. We'll lean into it. Like you said, Bieber and Class A for Pajes, who probably is a right fielder DH at best. Bush, who I don't know where he plays. Rushing, again, he plays probably first base, not catcher. Cleveland doesn't need either of them. Gavin Stone, who I actually really do like. And then Carlos Duran at the end here. And I'm actually giving my own trade a thumbs down because I just don't think it works for either team, truthfully. I, I, I'm, I'm turning down my own trade. But that's that's as best I can. I, I just don't – I don't really see a fit for both teams. As much as I like Pajes, he's a DH. And that's about the only fit for Cleveland because, I don't know, can you move rushing to the outfield? Stone makes sense for them. Bush doesn't make sense for them. I don't know if you can play the outfield. And Duran is just a – a lottery ticket TJ arm. So I'm, I'm giving myself a thumbs down for that trade. Cause I don't see the fit, but that's the best I could do. Yeah. So I decided to get crazy. Let's get nuts. Uh, what do you think? Am I might give, give me a thumbs down okay. too. I, I think it feel I, I still, I just don't see them moving Bieber with class. A. That's the first thing I want to know. It just, I don't see that happening. Well, it just, I don't. It, it's this weird thing where it's like we're going to trade the greatest closer in the history. Probably the guy is going to be the greatest closer in this organization's history who's on the team-friendly right. contract that you need. But at the same time, he's the only thing that has big trade value. The only way you're going to get a hitter. Um, I mean, I think it's in the right ballpark. Um, I just don't so, see a fit for both teams. Let's go with yours. Yeah. So here's mine. This is where I get nuts. So uh, <laughs> wow. I, I'm trading Brian Rocchio, Emmanuel Classe, and Shane Bieber. Now, why am I doing this? Because Gavin Lux can't stay healthy and play shortstop. Uh, if Cleveland were to get him, he's a very interesting player. He has like, three years of control left. I'm putting him in left field, moving Quan to center field. So that's the first part of this deal. So Gavin Lux is the centerpiece. It allows them to get a shortstop who Gavin Lux has questions about playing short to begin with. So uh, Cleveland's taking a gamble there. Uh, Miguel Vargas, who had an up and down year, but if it's Cleveland's profile, you could then put Vargas at second base and move Jimenez to shortstop. Yeah, short, yeah. You get Michael Bush, who, listen, the Dodgers have needed outfielders the last two years, and they haven't given him a chance, which is my same concern with Hesto on Florida. Like, why are these teams not giving their young players a chance? But then Cleveland's doing the same thing. So maybe it's just baseball nowadays. But for me, you then put Bush in right field, Juan in the center, and it's like, well, Florio's your fourth. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Brad. You know, it's like these other guys had some small opportunities. They didn't step up with it. Loriano becomes a high-priced backup, you know, in said deal. Uh, maybe Bush starts here in AAA. Landed Knack might just be a reliever, but gives them some pitching depth in the upper minors. And then you're trading three guys, so you're going to want four or five. Joe Vitrano is probably a first base only, taken last year out of Boston College, but probably the best raw power in the entire draft class. What is Cleveland's organization? Here we go, Bruce. Trading for the best uh, right-handed raw power in all of the draft class from last year. I'm getting you what you want. And then uh, Alex uh, Markiewicz, was a guy I kind of liked, very small school guy, uh, some control issues, missed a lot of bats, interesting developmental arm. Two of these guys you don't have to add to your roster. Uh, it is a, you're getting a four big ask, but it is kind of transforming things because all of a sudden it's Lux, Bush, Quan in your outfield. Your infield is Jose Jimenez, um, Vargas, Manzardo, Naylor, DH, catchers, Bo Naylor. That's a completely transformed offense. Pitching staff is a, a bullpen is a disaster. <laughs> I mean, that's a problem. You're I mean, Mac, and the might be close to ready. Oh yeah, the he might be close to ready. It's like, you, but you you remove Class A 
how many years have we heard like when you move that closer everything kind of falls apart like unless you can put barlow right into that place and you're trusting him which i don't know if i am like that is the big problem right like it shakes it knocks everything out of alignment and your whole bullpen is like we've been willing to trade everyone from this bullpen for a reason because there's not a lot of consistency there's a lot of question marks there's a lot of issues but I mean, that's at least a fun lineup. Like if I'm, I'm taking a full swing at this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Dodgers fans will tell me that I'm absolutely insane that this isn't happening. But I just want to point out again, Emmanuel Clase has like almost two x the value of Edwin Diaz because he has a longer track record than the Edwin Diaz when he was traded. When Edwin Diaz was traded, he had less control, and he got you know Jared Kalenic, who had been a top five pick and by that offseason was by many considered to be one of the top 25 30 prospects in baseball this trade doesn't have that by the way uh they got Justin Dunn who had been a first round pick the year before and moved quickly through the system and they took on in, in Cadeau's contract which might have been more valuable than even Kalenic so you get more control with class A you get more pr- proof and you get a cheaper like contract the way he's locked up. So class A alone is going to cost you massive, massive pieces. Absolutely. We'll talk a little more about the Dodgers and we'll get into our Padres trade, which for a team that's made a lot of trade, the Padres, I don't see a whole lot of fits there either. So we'll wrap up the show with that one. So real quick, as we wrap our discussion, the Dodgers up about, about Pajes, um, he is definitely not an outfielder. Like, I don't know if he's gotten any better, but I saw him in low and high A, and he certainly could have improved since then. 80 great arm, but he got turned around so many times playing right field. Like, this is a guy who just struggled to even play right field. And obviously, everyone's going to say, well, he's got power. And if Cleveland is interested in trading for more of these types uh, or, or acquiring more of these types as of recently, other than, you know, what they, ha- they already have the kind of archetype in the organization that they have been going after. So, you know, Pajes might make sense in that theory, but he really is just a DH. That's the thing. So if Cleveland, Cleveland might be more open to that. So I'm curious to see if there is some sort of fit there, but, um, you know, obviously Bieber is not going to land that. And um, again, I just don't see them attaching Bieber to, to class A. I think class A has too much value on his own. I think it makes more sense to do. If you, if you really want to trade and to shake up the lineup, you can do that. And um, you can see what happens in the season with your team. And if you, if Bieber rebuilds his value, but the problem is Bieber doesn't have a lot of value on his own. So it's not making a lot of sense to attach him to a class A deal at this point, unless you're really just trying to dump his salary. And I don't know where all my guys would play. That's the thing I couldn't figure out is like, I don't know if Dalton rush rushing catches in the future. He's got a couple more years of development, but he's close. Can he play outfield? I don't know if Bush can play the outfield or not. And then Gavin Stone could fit the fifth rotation uh, spot. All right, Padres. (laughs) This is a weird one because the Padres have a lot of needs. They are a team that's kind of a mess right now. Yes. They've been good. They've been all in the last couple of years. And right now their projected lineup is um, top heavy. Yeah. It's got some good players at the top. Matthew Baton, Baton, and uh, Jose... Azucar, who the Tigers let go. Cal, Mitch, Cal Mitchell from uh, Keenan McKell. That's correct. Yeah. Left field right like, I mean, they're they're right now. They have just a lot of spots on there and roster resources. Not perfect. I, I do use it a lot. It's not perfect, but like they have so many gaps. Like, you know, I think they thought they would get the the Korean outfielder who the Giants gave that huge contract. Yeah, to. Like, I think they, they thought they were going to have some other options and they don't. And they went and traded everyone for pitching. And now they have just glaring holes. They do. So they need pitching. 
Um, they want to dump salary. They need a third baseman, obviously, and they need probably need a center fielder. They don't want Miles Straw. Let's be honest here. They don't want Miles Straw. Um, nobody wants Miles Straw. Even and I mean, you could you could swap Jake Cronenworth and Miles Straw, but I don't know who that. That doesn't really help either team, to be I honest. Mean, he, so Cronenworth has like a twenty million dollar year or somewhere in that or something extremely yeah, high. It's, there's it's just crazy. no there's no sense there. So the guys I like for San Diego are just all prospects. I like Grand Pauly, who was an infielder outfielder who could be up next year. Same with Jacob Marcy, and I like that Amazer in the draft, and I like Austin Crobb from TCU in the draft last year. So, I mean, this is the best I can come up with. Valera and Arias, give them Arias back because they Arias could play third base for them um, and give him some athleticism. Funny that they would take him back. And then Valera could play, you know, left field for them instead of uh, Cal Mitchell. And you get back Jacob Marcy, who, you know, could help you in center field a year at the end of the year. And then Drew Thorpe, who they just got in the trade from the Yankees, who I think is a very nice Cleveland type. That's the best I can come up with for the Padres. They're a weird team right now. What do you think? I just I don't think that's enough for with Marcy and where Thorpe is. I just I think the Padres hang up because I think Valera's value is so down and and Arias I think Arias it, might be too. Yeah, it's like Drew Thorpe was maybe the headliner of the the Soto deal. Agreed. Okay, yeah. that's fair. All right, you've got an interesting trade for the Padres. Uh, okay, so Will Brennan is kind of hosed right now, right? Like if again, <laughs> this is with my mindset that. They traded for Florial. He's going to play. Uh, Miles Straw is untradeable, so he's going to be on this roster. You got Stephen Kwan. You're paying Laureano. That's four guys right there. Like, and with someone's going to be the odd man out. Yeah, yeah. someone's the odd, odd man out. Will Brennan had really good defensive metrics, so you could probably put him in center field and he would play well. I think he'd be a solid defensive center yeah. fielder. Ty Freeman has some experience at third base. Uh, can kind of fill in multiple spots on their infield, depending on need, depending on what's opening. He's a movable piece. Um, so I'm asking for Lamar King, the son of former Seattle first round pick, like a defensive end. And he's built like his dad. He's a catcher. He is just raw. He is a very raw bat first catcher. This team, I know they drafted two catchers a year ago. They can use more. Uh, raw, hey, I, I think he's right-handed. I should go double check that. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm uh, hey, Bruce, I'm your best friend tonight. Uh, I'm adding more right-handed power to the system in all these trades, but he's right-hand power. He, he, he's made a lot of improvement at catcher, but it's still a work in progress, but he's a really interesting player. Got half a million, um, out of high school and it's, he's a, a raw gamble. And then maybe instead of picking two of these three, maybe it's one of these three, if I'm being honest, now they look at it. Uh, probably so. Yeah. yeah you know, I know that they liked Paulie Mark C just had a great AFL and then Mazer, change, change it to one out of three. Like trying to get one of these guys as well as King. Um, because, you know, King, they don't... Ethan Salas is kind of the guy who steals all the catcher attention, rightfully so. But they also have a GM on the hot seat who is sure has do. to make this work. So you can maybe get lucky here and get some value for two guys who may not be in your plans. Like let's say they end up having Arias and Rokio kind of split time, then Freeman really doesn't have a role. And if they decide, hey, we need a right-handed bat in the outfield amongst this whole group of lefties, um, if they're going to play Laureano every day because of his contract, then you kind of need J-Rod up. So it's like I'm trading two backups for some kicking the can down the road on the prospects in the minors. I'm going to give – I like the idea, but I'm going to give you a thumbs down because I know Cleveland really likes Brennan. Uh, there are people who like yeah. Brennan over Valera in the system. I personally like Brennan, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a thumbs down on that one. Even though I don't think it's an unfair trade, because I really like Grand Pauly. I know Cleveland was interested in Grand Pauly. 
and I like Mazer too, but I think Cleveland is really attached to Will Brennan, and I don't think they're ready to give up on him. Because um, he was part of the calculus of giving up Nolan Jones, so I really feel like they're not going to give up on him, and I don't want to give up on him either. So very quickly, too, before we get out of here, Victor Rodriguez hired by the Padres, who we're talking about uh, to be their head or their main hitting coach, so Cleveland needs a new assistant hitting coach. Best wishes to him. Was a Tito guy. Uh, was with him in Boston. I think uh, Xander Bogarts was a big proponent of, of Victor Rodriguez, so that probably helped him out a lot. Uh, be curious to see what, how that goes in San Diego. But best wishes to him, and we'll see if Cleveland uh, hires a replacement for him. Yep, 100%. Uh, thank you for joining us, rating, reviewing, downloading. It helps. Thank you for all your kindness. And as always, go, go, Guardians, go.